everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy news update. Warriors star Kevin Durant heading to New York City today for an evaluation of his Achilles injury. Golden State says KD was slated to undergo an MRI on his right leg today, and the team believes the results will confirm a torn right Achilles tendon. Durant suffered the no-contact injury in the second quarter of last night's Game 5 NBA Final, playing in just 12 minutes of action. Prior to Monday, he hadn't played since May 8th due to that right calf strain. KD was not even close to 100% when he took the floor last night. Game 6 of the NBA Final, shifting back to California Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Current betting line, Warriors minus 3, minus 150 on the money line. Raptors plus 3, plus 130 on the money line. Total in this game is 211 flat. Updated series price, Toronto minus 330 and Golden State plus 270 to win the championship. Marvin Williams has exercised his $15 million player option to remain with the Charlotte Hornets for the 2019-20 season. The veteran averaging 10.1 points, 5.4 rebounds, 1.2 assists, almost a steal a game and 0.8 blocks in last season averages with Charlotte there. The Pelicans say now there's no urgency or panic to move star Anthony Davis before the upcoming June 20th NBA draft. The Memphis Grizzlies hiring Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach Taylor Jenkins as their new head coach. Jenkins worked under Mike Budenholzer with the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. He also coached the San Antonio Spurs G League affiliate team. One live baseball game on the go. The Battle of New York City Subway Series. Mets and Yankees. Yankees up 10-5. Top 8. Gio Urshela on fire today. A dinger and four RBIs so far for the pinstripes. David Ortiz expected to make a full recovery after being shot in his native Dominican Republic. He's back in Boston. Ortiz even flashing that trademark smile today. It looks like he's going to be 100% soon, so that's good news there. NFL, the New Orleans Saints have inked defensive end Cameron Jordan to a three-year $52.5 million extension, including a $42 million guarantee. The soon-to-be 30-year-old will earn $74.5 million if he plays out the next five seasons and hits all the incentives. Jordan posted 12 sacks in 2018, and he's reached the double-digit sack mark in four of his last eight seasons. The guy is also a four-time Pro Bowler. Jalen Ramsey in line for a massive payday from Jacksonville, but it's not coming soon. The Jag star corner said the team told him in a contract extension will not go down this season. Ramsey not happy, saying he's going to ask for so much money they're going to have to put him on a layaway payment plan. That was his joke on Twitter, but the man wants to get paid. There are two years remaining on the deal after the Jaguars exercise his $13.7 million fifth-year option for 2020. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck will miss minicamp with a calf injury. He's expected back for training camp. Game 7 of the Stanley Cup final tomorrow night in Boston. Current line, Bruins minus 165, total 5.5. Blues plus 145. The Bruins also saying uh, that uh, premature story in the St. Louis paper about the Blues winning the Cup. It really pissed them off, and it forced a decisive seventh game on home ice. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. Here's the rest of the MLB betting board. Game 2 of the doubleheader between the Yankees and Mets. Uh, Yankees minus 250, total nine. Vargas and Paxton, two more at 7.05. We got Toronto minus 120 at Baltimore, nine. Thornton versus Means. Arizona and Philly. Phillies minus a buck 49. Duplantier and Arietta. Four games at 7.10. We got the Battle of Ohio. Cincinnati and Cleveland. Indians minus 138.5. Castillo versus Bauer. Oakland and Tampa Bay. Rays minus 160. Fires, dumpster fires and Stanek. Nine is your total. Texas and Boston. Boston minus 180, 10.5. Heredo and Hernandez. St. Louis, 50 cent favorites at Miami. Hudson versus Hernandez, total eight. 720, we got Pittsburgh and Atlanta. Braves minus 159.5. Archer and Fulton Evitz. Four more at 810. Washington minus 185 at the White Sox. 9.5. Corbin versus Benuelos. Milwaukee and Houston. 
Astros minus a buck 25. Peralta and Peacock, it's eight and a half. Seattle at mini. Twins minus 209 and a half. Leak and Perez, Detroit and Kansas City. Royals minus 145. Favorites, Turnbull versus Junis, total eight and a half. 840 Cubs minus 135 at the Rockies. 12 is your total. Quintana versus Lambert. San Diego minus 150 at San Fran. Paddock versus Beatty, total eight. And the Dodgers minus 155 at the Angels. Maybe versus Pena, nine and a half, 1007 start. Women's Cup of World Soccer here. United States on fire. They're up three to nothing on Thailand there at the half. The Netherlands beating New Zealand one to nothing. And Sweden, they blank Chile two to nothing. Stick around, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Morency, host, Red Heat and Rage Radio, hour one. We're going to have some fun today, even though last night was disappointing. Hopefully, some good vibes today. We got a big baseball betting board. So stick around. I'm Cam Stewart, Gabe Morency, host, Red Heat and Rage, hour one, coming up next. All you have to decide what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time, time decisions. decisions. Throwing it down with the raging redhead that Cam Stewart as um, it is uh, the morning after afternoon after evening uh, after after the uh, the collapse uh, the six point lead in the six evaporates and uh, now we're going uh, six games in the NBA finals but as Cam uh, alluded to there's a lot going on in the sports uh, world big uh, big golf uh, week this week as well uh, Cam how you feeling today not very good Gabe to be honest with you uh, you know it's one of those things it's kind of like we talked to each other just wanted something good to happen but I did have a vision. Uh, I think this thing ends in six. I'm betting the Raptors. I'm all in. I already have the series price. I think they're going to win it on the road, not at home in game seven. Uh, It was really tight down the stretch. I think they can get it done. That's my take. People can take it or leave it. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably going to jump on Golden State, but I I, I won't be one of them. I think the Raptors learned from this experience. I think they go in there. They've already beaten them twice and will make it thrice, three times. I'm saying game six. It doesn't get to game seven. And, uh, We'll go through some golf stuff, too. Lots of busy, busy baseball board today, and the Yankees kicking ass right now. Well, I'll tell you what. It's funny. You look, uh, the St. Louis Blues, very similar to the Toronto Raptors, and I tweeted this last week or going in on, on Saturday or whatever it was about, you know, the Blues. The Blues have been better on the road. Um, they have been. And yep. you have an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup on home ice. They get caught up in the moment, and they end up getting drilled. Um, the Toronto Raptors last night, it was sort of an uphill climb, but it's a problem with the Raptors. And they've been doing this, and you can't do this against teams as good as Golden State. You can't just spot teams double-digit leads all the time. It's like the Raptors are like Johnny Comeback all the time now, and it's just it's starting to catch up to them. It's just a little bit too much, but they come back, they take the lead only to give it back, you know, in, in the final couple of minutes uh, like that, that camp. And I agree. I think they, they are more comfortable a little bit. Um, I think they're a little bit more comfortable on the road, and we see it with the St. Louis Blues as well. Just so much pressure. I don't know what it is, man. Teams just seemingly play better on the road for one reason or another in big games. Uh, they're more focused. No, they, they get back more to yeah. fundamentals. They get too cute and fancy at home for one reason or another. I don't know why pro athletes do this. It shouldn't matter where they are, but evidently it does. It does, totally. And the thing about being on the road, Gabe, especially in hockey, it's a little bit different with basketball, but in hockey, you score that first goal on the road and that crowd just gets nervous and then you have all the power. You took all the power. Boston's played good on the road too. 
Look at two of the wins that they've had in the series. They haven't just killed St. Louis. They've murdered them on uh, on the road in those series, right? And their power play has been absolutely lethal. So I'm just going to say that's the thing. But you're right. It, when you are at home, especially in basketball with the vibe, how close the fans are in the environment and how crazy it is, you're the team that should be getting up 12 to 14 points at home and putting putting basically putting your foot on the team's throat early there. Hockey, it seems to be the opposite, you know? You score first on the road, you demoralize the team. It is what it is. And what it is, <laughs> the Tuesday edition of Game Time Decisions. Man. And we, we've been on the road for four days, and we're just we're putting this together here. But, uh, yeah, we are still the north, uh, as uh, Yang says. Good, bad, and the ugly. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions continues. Many rage our radio. George Kurtz is going to step up in it. I thought we were going to have Rory uh, McDonald on, actually. In fact, uh, even Mike Cardano, being the cool dude uh, that he is, uh, said, no, nah, you guys, you know, you're going to be beaten down. You're on the road for a couple of days. Just get back on track on Wednesday. Take uh, Tuesday's show off. I'm like, well, you know what? We had Rory McDonald scheduled for, like, Monday, and then he rescheduled to do it on Tuesday. And I'm like, you know, I might as well. I'm going to have to face the music one way or another. Whether we win, I would have been yeah. even more. I'd be uh, probably still drunk right now if they would have won. Or they lose, and yes. uh, we got to fight uh, through it. But, hey, listen, the series isn't over, Cam. It's disappointing. Oh, it was so I close. Like, it really felt it, though. Man, like, wow, we're about to win. This is about to happen. Like, when they took the lead, and then they got up by six, like, people were starting to get giddy, man. Like, and in the stands, it was getting real. It was getting real. And, you know, I was I was concerned. Like, I, I sort of knew. I mean, Curry and Thompson were on fire with their threes last night. Every time they shot it, they I were. expected it to go in. And, you know, the crowd cheering Durant and stuff. Like, I didn't, like, I swear, like, the crowd was so, so loud. And I was, I was, I caught it. You know what I mean? I think I was in in the concourse, actually, when he actually physically got hurt. So, I tell you, I wasn't part of people, like, cheering that Kevin uh, Garnett got hurt uh, or Kevin Durant. I I always talk about how you you cheer for a player to get hurt, then your players are getting hurt. Like, come on, guys. It's not about cheering. We already know he's not healthy. I sort of knew he was going to get hurt anyways. Yeah, Gabe. I know, and and obviously the Warriors, uh, you know, the GM took a lot of the blame for this. He was definitely not 100%, but let's put this in perspective. It's like people are going, oh, yeah, Toronto, a bunch of dirtbag people there booing. Any type of person in any situation in a game, in an NBA final game, you're going to have people that boo. You got guys at White Sox, Kansas City games attacking people on the field and stuff, beating up, beating up, you know, first base coaches and fans who are smashing people's teeth in. Like, give me a break. It's one of those things. That would happen in any arena. That's my take on it. I think you you would agree. But it says, ooh, nice Canadians. They're not so doing anything. No, it's an NBA final, and some people 
you get some liquor, you get fired up, and you start going bananas. So, and not everyone booed. No, you're exactly right. Uh, it's a good good way of putting a cabinet. You know, is it pretty? No. You know, it is. It, no, it, it is. And I've been talking a lot about this. That, you know, even me, I get pissed off and I say things that that I regret after uh, through through the playoff run with the Raptors. It gets emotional. I think people were cheering, not so much so like oh ha 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 that Durant got hurt, but more so that anything that it takes for the Raptors to win. Hey, that's one yeah. one player out of the way, one guy down, and you know. Yeah. But people in Toronto are better than that. It is true. Um, yeah. You know, Raptor fans are, are pretty classy for the most part. The Raptor organization, and you know, the the Golden State players said that after the fact that it surprised them that they they didn't expect that. Uh, from Toronto, it was you know, uh, it was a dark side of Toronto without a doubt. I mean, you can't you can't discount it, but like as you stated, um, I think the tensions are so high that it kind of would have happened anywhere at this point in time. So you're telling me, uh, yeah, yeah, I know we got George oh, coming on here. Bring, you're telling me that uh, yeah. with the Yankees Boston game, if some guy in Boston got hurt, I could tell you people would cheer. If you tell me I'm wrong, you're a liar. Well, let's let's ask Kurtz about that. Let's see what, see what yeah, Kurtz has will. to say. We'll get George Kurtz today. steps up in it. George, always a pleasure. Thank you, George. What's going on? What's going on, guy? Yankees beating up on the Mets today. Had the over in the game. This is a nice <laughs> afternoon for me. Uh, Shout out, Kurtz. Gabe, Gabe, but, I, I do the show with George on the weekend, and he hits a lot of winners, right? His baseball fantasy. Like, I'm there in the, in the dumps with the stupid parlay of the UFC. George, hey, another over, you know? He's shopping at... Uh, good stores for his woman buying jewelry and stuff and i look like a guy i look like a punching bag on saturday and sunday morning but uh, kurtz uh, it's all coming up kurtz gabe <laughs> well it's yeah i gotta be honest guys though beat, beat i only i only took the over today though because i thought justin vargas uh jason vargas was pitching for the mets i didn't realize it was gonna be zach wheel at first i didn't check that out before game time i took yeah. a nap and woke up good. right at game time so it worked out for me but uh didn't expect the Yankees to beat up on Wheeler as much as they did. But then again, neither team had any defense show up today. So what do you think, George, to Gabe's point so about that stuff? We're talking about the booing of Kevin Durant. You're a Yankee fan. You've seen it all. The evil empire with Boston, the classic series you had. You don't think if a guy on Boston, one of their star players got, other than like beamed in the head and almost died, but if he had an injury running the basis and you know hurt his leg, you don't think some people would, uh, you know, I don't think they'd care too much. That's kind of the way fans oh, are. That's my thing. Of course, you think? Of course, they cheer. I mean, you already put it perfect. You put some alcohol on people, they'll cheer if he dies on the bases. Forget about it. He just gets hurt. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just par for the course. I mean, it's New York, too, right? Philadelphia, you know, the old saying, they boot Santa Claus back in the 70s. They'll, they, they'll cheer. Michael Irvin almost got, uh, what, uh, paralyzed, and they were cheering his injury. I mean, that, that's just the way sports fans are. It's not right. You know, it's certainly, I don't think I would do that. I don't cheer for an injury, mainly because odds are, even if I'm a Yankee fan, I might have bet on that team or I might have that guy on one of my fantasy teams. doesn't help me. You know, if a Boston player gets hurt, Wookie Betts gets hurt, I'll be crying. So, uh, but yeah, I think most arenas, you're going to have a certain amount of people cheer. Maybe it's more in some places than others. You know, I'm, I think that's an argument you could make here. But to say that, oh, no, our fan base wouldn't cheer for an injury, that's bullcrap. As you stated, it's... It's going to happen. It happens in stadiums all the time. It's going to happen in arenas all the time. But it's it's not something as well, guys. It's also something that alarms alarms the players on your own team as well, right? Because it shows what kind of people you are when you do that. And, you know, it's just – it's sort of like, you know, when, when, you know, you have these racists in Utah this year and they're harassing players – 
on the visiting teams. It's like, guys, like you don't think that you're also upsetting like your own team as well when you do this and the players on your own team as well. And it makes them think, I don't want to be here and play for these people. These guys are all, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it was, um, you know, it's not something that Toronto should be proud of. Well, we'll put it that way. As I stated, if I would have been like in the, in the heat of it, you know, I had a few drinks myself. Uh, I wasn't cheering, but you know, I didn't really like, I didn't catch it. I think I was in the bathroom or I, I came back in and basically my, somebody told me yeah, Durant just got hurt, but I didn't specifically know what happened at the time. But as a Raptor fan, that's not cool. I said my, um, you know, I say, hey, and the Golden State Warriors don't care what I say. They're not listening to the show. But uh, speaking as a diehard Raptor fan, I, I say we're sorry for that. And I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't condone that. I saved a kid after last night from the game, man. Uh, his father was trying to calm him down, man. And this, you know, it was a father and son. You know, a guy was probably in his mid twenties type of thing, and man, he started kicking things, but then he started punching like walls and stuff. And I think he probably already broke his hand. But like, I went up to him and I pulled him away from the wall. I said, "Yo, kid, man, there's still two games left in the series. We didn't lose yet. Like, chill out, you know." Yeah, I was all right. I actually took it pretty well. I just didn't like the, you know, you I didn't did. like some of the you internet trolling. No, I know. We got a couple new guys on the line, too, calling, yeah, Toronto City of Losers. Like, yeah, I've heard it all. Like, you know what I mean? Just whatever. <laughs> just whatever. You're not going to do anything that, that that we haven't heard before. But you said it, Marenzi. No, I, think spoke actually, to me. I wasn't like, in I a panic after. Yeah, I took it that's pretty what, well. That's kind of what I'm saying. I'll tell you something, George. When Gabe gives me the late night call after the game, we've had a lot crazier. Like, you were almost like, it was kind of weird. Like, you were kind of had like a, mo- like a shock, sadness. Not anger. It was kind of like, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, Cam. And I go, yeah, can't we just get one when you pay this much money for the tickets? Like, can't you just get, like, it was one of those things like, come on. Like, can I get something? I went to the game. Can we get the win at home? Like, nothing comes, it was a nothing comes easy type of reaction that we're very, very used to. Because nothing does come easy. (laughs) You got to work your ass off for it. But you said it, Gabe. It's not over. And I really believe they're going to win game six. No, I'm, uh, and you know, Jordan Kovacs brings up a very good point, actually, in our chat. Says, what's the difference between cheering, people cheer when a UFC fighter gets knocked out and gets hurt? Yeah, it's a good point, man. Good point. Yeah, you it's sort of like, uh, remember? The difference remember would be, though, that, that's the goal, though, sense. the other guy. Yeah. You know, your, your goal yeah, is to, that's like a boxer, UFC, wrestling, your, your goal is to hurt the other yeah. guy. It's like in a hockey fight, I will cheer. You know, if uh, whatever, uh, you know, Matt Martin beats up on somebody, that's that's the goal. Assuming it's another fighter, we I will cheer for that. That's the goal of a, of a fight there. So I think that's a little different there. But it, it's all fan bases, guys. We all do it. Listen, I, I know it's a little bit off topic here, but I'm sure there's a certain amount of Yankee fans who are like, oh, David Ortiz probably deserved to be shot because of all the damage Ortiz did to the Yankees over the years. That's it's crazy. just the way certain fans... You, if you see, that's nuts, George. Come on. Shot the guy was shot with I'll guarantee you... I don't care sir, what he's if you If the Yankees would have put up a thing uh, today for uh, Ortiz at Yankee Stadium saying, hey, we wish all our best to Ortiz, there'd be a certain mass smattering of booze. Yeah. I'll guarantee Yeah, there'd be a few. Yeah. There's no way everyone's cheering. There'd be a few cat calls. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. Gabe, I remember you the know, fight generally, that we were at. With Bisping and Henderson, remember we thought Bisping was dead. Like he got knocked out so oh, yeah, hard yeah, he wasn't yeah. moving, and people were like, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, then we had money on it, and then we're like, like, we're staying there for a minute, George. Like the guy didn't move for a while. Like we thought he was dead. 
Like, it was crazy, man. Like, it was a crazy knockout. But uh, people were cheering for that. Yeah, people are savages. That's the bottom line, Gabe. People are savages. Don't know what else to tell you. Uh, people suck. Yeah. I don't have that back you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're all jerks, George. Yeah, you know, we're all guilty we're, we're, of it. We're in an I'm me society, time. man. I'm me. It's all about me. I generally don't take sports this seriously, but the Raptors, I do love them, and it just, you know, you get emotional, man. All right. Game time decisions continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. joining us um updated uh, nba final series price uh, right now toronto raptors still a heavily favored minus 320 raptors minus 320 warriors plus 230 um and uh you know it's a, they stretch these games out for far too long though it's so freaking annoying i know and thursday? even uh, Are you as somebody that's, yeah really i know monday to thursday and then thursday, you know, thursday to sunday again it, it is. It's it's ridiculous. You lose the momentum of it, but their whole goal is to just stretch it out, stretch it out, and get it into multiple weekends. That's and now you know they're going to want a game seven. The Raptors are going to uh, be in oh, sure. on the road uh, here. Um, so we talked about the guy with the St. Louis Blues uh, ticket a lot through the playoff run here, and uh, now the uh, Boston Bruins are minus one seventy to win the Stanley Cup. The St. Louis Blues are plus 145. The total is five and a half uh, in this game. Of course, uh, this guy, uh, he got the Blues at 250 to one. He put 400 bucks on it. So it pays $100,000. He's been offered uh, $37,900. So a little under $38,000 for his $400 ticket uh, right now going into game seven. I actually, listen, I didn't think he should sell. Uh, Cab, you and I were sort of on the same page uh, through this take it game by game. I did go on record and state it's time to sell. After when they were up 3 yeah. 2, he got offered $76,000 for it. It's like, bro, you yeah, put 400 bucks in, you're getting 75 k yes. Take the edge off, take the stress off now, and bet on the yeah, game if you want. I agree. Yeah, get, get a little extra rush here. Now you're going into game seven. I would advise them to take the $37,000. Because either way, dude, you're going to, if they win, you'll have $37,000 and you're going to be so happy. You're a diehard Blues fan anyway. So you're going to have $38,000 and, and the Blues won the cup. Or if they lose, you got $38,000 back. I don't think he's going to sell at this point in time. But uh, George, what would you do if uh, you were the Blues fan? Would you sell the ticket? If the Blues win, he gets $100,000. If they lose, he gets nothing. 
but he can sell the ticket right now at prop uh, swap for $37,900. Would you sell it? Game seven on the road. Your goaltender may have played the worst game of his season in game six. Uh, I think, knowing me, I think I would take the money. I, if it was at home, I might feel different. Even though the Blues have played much better on the road than they have at home this postseason. I think banking on a game seven, that fan base is going to be going nuts. I think I would take the money and run. And like I said, you want to put five thousand, an extra 5000 on the game, the Blues to win or whatever it might be to co- recover some of your possible losses. I'm okay with that. But uh, I am almost positive that I would take the money. I want to make sure I get paid. I might feel differently if it wasn't on the road. But on the road at Boston, didn't play well at all. Game six, your goalie didn't play well either. Tuka Rask right now looks like if you give up more than two goals, you're not going to win. You're just not going. He's playing too well right now. I take the money. Cam? Yeah. I'm with, I'm with Gertz. Like, I hate to say it. I think the Blues actually will play better on the road. Because at home, they don't seem to have that spark. They play smarter. They almost like to be the villains. But you got to take the money, Gabe. For $400 investment, you said it, too. You take the money. The team wins. You know, you, you're, you're going to be happy. you still got a nice chunk of change. You can go on a nice vacation. You can bank a little bit away. You know, buy some blues, uh, nostalgia, memorabilia. You got to take the money. You have to. You have to take it. We, we haven't had a game seven. We haven't had a game seven in the NHL since Boston played Vancouver. Uh, hard to believe, actually, in 2000. Yeah, the game I was uh, at. 2011. <laughs> wow, when they burned down the city. Um, yeah. Wow. See, one thing is the St. Louis Blues. Now, listen, the Boston Bruins have a lot of guys that haven't won before. But they also have a few guys that have been around that were on that team in 2011 that were on in the finals again. And it's the pedigree thing. It's, you know, now you're going into the city of Boston who – for one reason or another, man, are like, you know, they're good. They deserve, like, you know, Boston sports. Yeah, it's the city of champions right now. And you know, even if you hate them, you got to admit it. Um, they just find ways to win. I mean, there's there's something about them right now. And similar to Golden State, their they're winning pedigree uh, came through. Uh, home teams are 12-4 and four in Game 7s of Stanley Cup Finals. Home teams are 12-4 and four in Game 7's the Stanley Cup Finals, although the road team has won each of the last two. Uh, Pittsburgh in 2009, Boston in 2011. And, you know, you guys talked about it. The St. Louis Blues, 9-3 uh, and three in the playoffs on the road. They've been much better on the road than they have been at home for one reason or another throughout the playoffs. And like uh, Craig Berube says, uh, George, said, if you told me four more months ago we were going to be in uh, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals, I'd take it. So here they are right now. It comes down to one game, but they're in tough right now. What's he going to say, though? Of course he's going to say that after they lose game six. And you told him at the game five, he'd be up 3-2. He wants to win game six. So, uh, yeah, I get it. No one expects the Blues to be here. And they have, they've been incredible on the road. For whatever it means, less pressure, not trying to put on a show for the fans, whatever. They've been much better on the road than at home. But I think game seven is just a different animal. Now, granted, it's one game. We all know a bounce here, a bounce there. That crazy bounce goal that went in off Bennington for that, the third goal, second goal, third goal of the game in game six. Uh, you know, any kind of bounce like that could turn the game. Both teams early in the first period, their defensemen throwing pucks over the glass for penalties. I didn't expect that. Boston took advantage. It was a five-on-three power play. St. Louis did not. In my mind, that was probably a turning point right there. St. Louis, you look early in that game. They had the early power play, didn't score. Ryan O'Reilly, before it was five-on-three, when it was five-on-four, had the short-handed breakaway, had the puck slip off his stick. 
if either one, if they if they score a goal on that power play, or if O'Reilly scores on that breakaway, maybe it's a different game. Maybe the pressure is off here. But I just wonder what's going to happen here, Game Seven, if Boston scores first, and I think they'll come out flying. You know, I think listen, if St. Louis can withstand the first five, or seven, eight minutes of the game, I think we'll have a game. I think it'll be close. But if Boston scores a goal, God forbid, too, if Bennington's not quite feeling, if he's more nervous, if he is nervous, you know, you say, hey, do I look nervous? Well, maybe he is a little nervous. Didn't look good in game six. You know, between that bounce goal, oh. between that snapshot from the top of the circle, I know it was placed perfectly under the bar, but still, it wasn't like it was a 99-mile-per-hour mile snapshot. That's got to be stopped. I thought Bennington didn't look good, so I, I have worries about the Blues. I'm and in. rightfully I'm so. still in. I'm still in on the Blues. You think they're going to get it done Talk on the road here? Talked to about this last night. I, I, I am not. Yeah, I, I. It's just one of those things that five on five. I still think they can play with Boston. The problem with St. Louis too is I don't know what the hell they're doing, but Barube, with every minute you got, you got to come up with a new sequence on your power play. Your power play sucks. It's a real problem. Like Boston's always having guys moving. They set up nice crisp passes end to end, going top shelf. St. Louis does not move their feet on the power play. And another thing, you have big bruising forwards, lumbering guys. Put your ass in Tukaraz's face. And guys on the point, they try to be so pretty. It's weird. When St. Louis has the power play, they change their stripes. Like, it's weird. They're, when they play five on five, they're like ass kissers, ass kickers. They work hard, Gabe. They hit everything that moves on the power play. They're lazy. They give up shorthanded goals. They got it. It's just unbelievable. They're always trying for the pretty, pretty pass. Get in the, a guy in front of the net. It can go off your leg, your ass, the tag, anything on your body. Pound, pound, pound to Karask. He's got to let in a cheap goal, and then things will be different. I'm still believing in the Blues. They can win on the road. To George's point, if the, if, if the Boston Bruins don't score early in that game, I'll like St. Louis even more. You're right, Cam. Everything you said, you're bang on uh, with, with the, the St. Louis Blues. You know, when they play five-on-five, five, they grind you out. They just flick the puck at the net. They come in second waves. If you notice a lot of the Blues' goals, when the Blues are playing well, they create chances with their pressure, and then they yep. they sort of counterattack, and they'll they'll bang in the rebound. You know what I mean? There's like a first wave, and then there's a second wave, and they yep, come in, and, and they crash boom. the net, and they bang right. it in. They're not. You're right. On the power play, they it's pass, 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 like slap shot. Like, it's just anything. so... Yeah, it's just so rudimentary, and you know, my deal is I just I can't go against Boston in this spot now. And listen, Bruin fans are going to say, "Oh God, no! Don't do this, Morenci." They're going to think I'm trying to push them on purpose because I don't know if I've taken Please the Boston do. Bruins in one play. I took the I took the Bruins in one playoff game and they lost against Columbus. The one game they lost, I was on them, them again. But now take I think the Bruins again. are going to win, guys. I mean, <laughs> oh, how about this no. Tukarask? Uh, so Tuka Rask has a, a 9.38 save percentage in the playoffs. Wow. Um, in elimination games, it rises to 973. 145 oh, saves on 149 shots in elimination games. I mean, <laughs> this guy really is playing like some of the greatest hockey out of any goal. This is like one of the best playoff runs ever. You know, we talk about like, you know, Patrick Waz and like, you know, you know, somebody's goalies that have sort of won their team the cup. I don't really know if Rask is ever going to get enough credit for this. I mean, without Rask. I agree with you. (laughs) Exactly. You put Halak in there, it's over in four. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back. George Kurtz, Stanley Cup Finals, NBA. Check in uh, with David Ortiz's health and more. The baseball board. Game time to sit 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're serious about fantasy football? It's never too early to start prepping for the 2019 season, and Roto Experts has you covered their NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best Matt Day seasonal projections and rankings anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts provide dynasty, season long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge of what type of fantasy football football you play. Save 10% at RotoExperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with the promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, only at rotoexperts.com. Well done, uh, Cam. Uh, well done. Um, McKinney's told me to check out his Twitter, but I'm seeing, like, basically Twitter is uh, Twitter's blowing up still about the Kevin Durant stuff. But the thing is, people um, people are posting a fake video from a bar and stuff. It's the same stupid shot of that Chris Collinsworth slide in. You know the slide in, George? People were going crazy when Chris Collinsworth would slide in to the TV shot. And oh, uh, it sort of became a running saying. gag. And the crowd, there was like a bar shot that showed the crowd going crazy when Collinsworth popped up on TV. But it was really an English game. So people are like uh, sending out this Twitter. Uh, and it's all over online about oh, a bar cheering, cheering. It's not. It's. They they superimpose the screen on on like it's it's like Photoshop and stuff. So uh, you know that's that's the stupidity of all of this. But you know I, I said it earlier, man. I caught on. I don't know what it was. Like Drake, even Drake. Drake's a pretty chill dude. Like whether you like him or dislike him, his music or whatever. But Drake's actually a nice guy. And Drake is friends with pretty much everybody in the NBA. He's a Raptor fan, but he's friends with everybody in the NBA. And you look like Drake got drunk in the first game and it got pretty nasty right away, Cam. He went after Draymond Green and then Clay Thompson and Durant waited for Drake in the hallway and started trash talking him. Like, but not kind of joking trash talk. Like it sort of got it went from zero to sixty Real. fast. Their owner shoved Kyle Lowry. Um now, you know, you had the booing and the cheering last night uh for, for Kevin Durant's injury. You know, it's been an ugly series. I've noticed like it's I thought it would be, um, listen, you're playing for a title, so it's not going to be fun. But I thought it'd be more respectful. It has been kind of ugly this series. Like, the, you could just, there's a lot of tension with the players. I think, guys, it's just part of it that, and listen, Warrior fans have been good, man. I mean, Raptor fans went in there, took the building over, and they didn't, now they're like, bad happens, right? So Warrior fans aren't like Raider fans. Warrior fans have been good, but there has been such, I don't know, I could just sense sort of an ugliness around this series. And I spotted it, and I talked about this after game one, even. But I think with sports guys in, in the age that we are right now, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Everything just, like, at some point, like you guys said, like, people are, like, laughing when people get shot now, even. Oh, screw him. He's a Red Sox, right? Like, we're, you know, we always looked at sort of England and the hooligans and all that type of stuff and thought they were nuts. But, you know, it's just, Pretty I think we take it too seriously. The social media stuff is anything but social. Uh, people are frustrated with their own lives. They're angry. And then it sort of just 
it culminates, and then they say crazy things uh, online, George, or at sporting events. Well, I think you hit it perfectly with your last statement there. They're annoyed about their own lives, so they take it out on sports. Sports is a, is a release, right? And if things don't go your way, well, now you're mad at that too. So you got to take it out somewhere. You bet social media is certainly not social. No one's being nice on social media. Everyone's a Twitter, you know, a Twitter warrior behind a keyboard and a screen. You know, everyone's all of a sudden six foot four and built like Luke Voigt, you know, where you can beat up anybody, where you would never say these things in person to anyone. But that, that's the society we live in nowadays. And I don't know if that's changing anytime soon. I think it goes because of Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, all the videos we can see. We see everything now. Nothing is really beyond us. We get to see all the, the dumb plays, the bad plays, the bloopers, whatever you want to call it. And they're not as funny now. They're annoying because maybe it cost you a fantasy. Maybe it cost you money betting. So you take your anger out on the players, out on the team, out on the fan base. You know, everyone's to blame except you. And what happens as well, we've seen this in Buffalo. I know this is being a Bills fan. That and it's, it's something in Toronto, Cam. It all culminates into one, bro. You know what I mean? The Toronto Maple Leafs, like the Raptors, the you know the losing, the constant bashing of the city, of uh, being a city of chokers, uh, yeah. and and it's just it's. I remember, like you know, I I was guilty of it. I remember I realized. I used to take out like 40 years of frustrations of being a Bills fan at the time on Fitzpatrick, right? It was like it was all his fault. They're like, we suck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just sort of channeled it on him. I was like, man, it's his fault. And, you know, you're the reason we're not winning. And, and it, it, it culminates year after year after year. And I'm not going to lie. It does. You know, it does. I don't know how many more of these meltdowns I can go through, Cam, every year in, in a playoff. That's why last oh. night I didn't melt down after. I got pissed off after online oh, a bit. But there was no... Yeah. There was no kicking. I didn't kick anything. I didn't hit anything. I didn't argue with anybody. In fact, I was actually telling people on the streets, go, it's okay, chill out. It's going to be fine. And like you said, I was more depressed than anything. Yeah, you know, I wasn't like, yeah. you know, it's a game, guys. You know, you got you to remember that. We got to worry about our own lives more. I think we all, we get caught up in this stuff. Yep. Listen, it's, it's one thing to get caught up. And this is a thing that I don't experience very often. I'm not really like, um, I'm a big sports fan, but. As I've gotten older, I don't take it as seriously. Like, I used to be upset about the Bills losing a Super Bowl for months after. You know, I'm not going to – I wouldn't be upset for months. You know, I'll be upset for a day or two now or something. But, you know, and I'm a fan. Like, I, we bet on the games. So, I'm sort of used to losing. You know what I mean? You win, you lose. And, you know, I watch every team. So, I'm not really locked in. It's really just, like, you know, the Raptors – that I get this emotion. The Bills were never in the freaking playoffs. So, you know, it's not the same. And it's different in the NBA playoffs, man. It's like a two-month thing. It's just, you know, it's like the World Cup. There's the buildup in between games and, you know, the constant buildup. And it just, it, like I said, it's like 25 years of frustration of being a team's fan can sort of culminate in one night for a lot of people. I also think it's, well, uh, you know, because Canada's there too. It's Canada versus, you know, uh, California type of thing. And a lot of people, it's just weird, even though I, I love George and, you know, Joe's Fish Market and all the guys there. It almost feels like it's kind of a game. Yeah, the anger, the anger is almost feeling political. It's not just about the sports anymore. It's very, very odd, and I don't like it. To your earlier point about Buffalo, I've gone uh, as a Leaf fan uh, to Buffalo many, many times, and some of the Leaf fans there were disgusting. They were horrible, the things that they would say about, uh, you know, the city of Buffalo and the way it was. And uh, to me, that's deplorable. Um, 
I even I, I, I don't have I don't see any pl- pleasure in it. I don't like to, to kick somebody when they're down there, Gabe. And it's just one of those things. And uh, we, we see we see it a lot more now. It's just become nastier, and nastier. And I agree with your analogy. Soon it's going to be like a British uh, type thing. We go to the wrong pub. You're going to get a Glasgow kiss, a, a nice uh, mug right through the top of your skull pretty soon because uh, there's just a lot of anger in the world, period. And now, now I see uh, Kyle Lowry, actually. Um, Kyle Lowry is uh, getting attacked on Twitter now because he missed a shot. Now, yeah, I what? doubt any really hardcore Raptor fans are doing this, but uh, people are encouraging it. And, oh, Kyle Lowry, ha, 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 missed the three-point shot. He sucks. And this is the era we're in, man. You know, and people will log off this stuff. I'm starting to see why, you know. Uh, I'm starting to see why. There's just so much negativity and. It's just, it's it's over the top. People that have never accomplished anything. Number one, Kyle Lowry never should have been the one to take that shot. Yeah, we we could relive that. I you know, there's so many things in a game like this. You could say, well, that happened and this happened. To me, you know, Nick Nurse never should have called that damn timeout. Which I you know I you know I don't know. It's tough. Like you know, you can't analyze a game when you're in the stands and you're drinking, and it's it's not the same as when you're watching on TV. But when they were down to one, I just, I don't know why Kawhi Leonard passed the ball. I just don't get it. Like, you know, he went into the paint. He was at the free throw line. Take it to the rack, man. Take it to the rack. You're going to get fouled. You probably would have scored. Like, they would have won the title. He, you know, Van Fleet wasn't, he was semi-open, but only for a brief second. Van Fleet didn't shoot it right away, and then he gets it to Lowry. And I tell you what, Lowry was the last person who thought he was going to get that at that point in time. Exactly. You know, when Kawhi Leonard was a bad plane, surprised. Yeah, it was just like Kawhi really, I'm not blaming Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi Leonard really should have hung on to the basketball and taken it to the rack there. I mean, that's what he gets paid for. You're, you're Kawhi Leonard. It's it's on you right there, you know? I agree, Gabe. The whole play looked weird. It looked convoluted. Lowry was had a horrible angle. Like, that play had no chance, and I was with you. The first thing me and Haynes were saying was drive. Wanted and Draymond Kawhi, got a piece the of hole, it, too. Get a call. Yes, he did. He did get a piece of it. Got to give Draymond Green a lot of credit. His defense is, uh, man, he he hustles his ass off on defense, makes a lot of good plays. Now, I mean, I'll tell you, though, Gabe, yeah. uh, I just saw Ranieri's tweet, too, about the three and a half. I think uh, a lot of people are going to think the Warriors are, are going to uh, force it to seven. Maybe the line gets up to four, four and a half. I'm smashing money on line and spread. I'm telling you, game six, buddy. I see the vision, the crystal ball. It's here. Oh, yeah, we're going back in. We're going, we're going back in. Well, it's too late to turn back now. We've got two more cracks uh, left at this thing to try to become just the second team in NBA history to blow, uh, not to uh, blow a 3-1 series lead. Ironically enough, the other team, the Golden State Warriors. Um, all right, uh, George, you're hot on the diamond. You betting any baseball tonight? I'm looking at parlays tonight, guys. I, uh, I got three parlays. I like, I'm trying to find a fourth because I want to do two different parlays here. I like the Yankees tonight. Uh, Paxton has been money at home. Terrible on the road, but money at home against the Mets. And I think the Yankees will hit Vargas. I know Vargas has been very good as far as uh, you can make a pretty good argument that Vargas has been the Mets' most consistent pitcher all year long. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> Don't hear but that you very can, often. You can make that <laughs> argument. Right. That's amazing for a guy who can't break a pane of glass with his fastball. But I think he gets beat up tonight by the Yankees. So I like the Yankees tonight uh, against the Mets in the second game with doubleheader. Washington is another good one I like. Corbin going uh, tonight. I think uh, that's a game I want to bet. And the Dodgers. So I got three teams that I like in this parlay. I don't want to do a three-team parlay. I want to do two two teams. I am just struggling to find that uh, that fourth game right now that I can parlay with these other three. 
Mm. Captain Shaw. Minnesota. Kurtz is. Uh, it's yeah, raining Kurtz. in Minnesota. That's the game I'm looking at, Cam. That is the game, but it's uh, it's misting, raining in Minnesota. Although everything I'm here, I'm looking at the, uh, the latest weather just now that's been put up there. It looks like they're going to be able to play through it without a problem. Maybe no delays. But sometimes you know, I always wonder he's playing it. They don't like hitting rain and hitting in the rain, that sort of thing. The Twins, Martin Perez is pitching, but that is likely the one I'm going to end up going with. Guys, the uh, USA Washington and Women's and World Sox. Cup Soccer. Gabe, yeah, they beat Thailand thirteen nothing. Thirteen nothing. Yeah, they beat down Thailand. Thirteen nothing. Yeah. Wow. I know goal differential. That's a big one. Thirteen nothing. That's wow. Bad soccer karma doing that. Remember um, <laughs> team. It is. Remember yeah. <laughs> team Canada Ooh. did that in the World Junior Championships. They beat someone like sixteen yeah, nothing did. or something. And yeah. And, yeah, uh, it's like it yeah, just because you can well. doesn't mean you have to, right? <laughs> Usually in soccer, ten is the number. Ten is the number. It's like all right, it's ten nothing. Sort of ease up a bit. I get it. Yeah. You know, the, the tournament just started. They haven't been playing well either, so they, they're about goal differential and stuff. And I'm not going to rip them for it. You know, I'm they train either. all year. It's every win. four years they're going to show up. Exactly. It is. It is what it is. But I didn't see the game. It's just, it's a little excessive. When you're up 10 nothing, it's sort of, that's when you're supposed to sort of say, hey, it's, you know. Yeah. You, you, you don't often see 11 nothing, 12 nothing, 13s, and, uh, and upwards like this, nothing. right? Oh, yeah, no. be, because no, of that. No, you don't. I don't know if I've ever seen it. But I was going to say, White Sox, uh, White Sox, big dogs uh, here tonight on their home field, but Washington are actually starting to play better. Well, it's only six games out now. They're playing a lot better here. And uh, Manny Benuelos, uh, ex-Yankee there, I'm not, he's horrible. Uh, I'm not feeling him tonight. He's horrible. Corbin's been a little off late as well. But, yeah, Benuelos, I, I, I like Washington a lot tonight. I don't think they're going to – I just can't see them blowing this game. Can't see it. George Kurtz. Thanks for joining us, George. Kurtz. Anytime, guys. Good luck tonight. Yep. Talk to you Saturday, Kurtz. Absolutely. Good luck last night, three. George. Well, maybe Thursday night. Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> I like Gang. Yeah, we're still in the North. Yeah, yeah, we're still in the North. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. No, it's too. It's true too, Cam. You know what? Kyle Lowry, he took that shot. It was, I was literally sort of was right in front of us. I was. We were on that side. Yeah. Um. So I had a good angle of it when when it went up, and I knew the second it went up, man, it was not going in. <laughs> yeah. No. Like it got it tipped bad. by Draymond like, Green, on, but yeah. Even on TV, the yeah, it angle, wasn't. Going I'm in. like, uh, uh. No, it was never going in. It was never going. In. No, it just it wasn't going in. <laughs> 
I think you know, the Raptors. You know, I think the Raptors are going to win game six, man. I think, I think like, uh, the Raptors did a lot better when saying, Kevin Durant yeah. left the game. Look at that, that, that deficit that they came back from to take the lead, to go up six. I mean, they made a couple, like, errors at the end of the game, kind of, you know, let the Warriors get right back in there to tie it up and go up one. But I think with Kevin Durant not in that lineup and the way the Raptors are playing, they're going to take it game six. I'm with you. Uh, well, I hope I'm you're right, uh, Yang. They're 3-0. 3 and 0 in um you're 3 and 0 against uh, the the Warriors. I was going to say I don't know if they lost in California. Did they lose to the Lakers this year, the Clippers? Or I'm, not, I'm not sure. I don't but, think so. But um they have been good on the road. So we we do have that it's a good point that Yang raises too. There when when it was uh when it was 10 they were up by 6. I think it was uh at the time what was the score? 10397. It was like 10- it was 10397. So, Curry hits a shot to make it 103-100. He misses that shot. The Raptors win. Like, it, it came down to, like, the Warriors were on their, you know, you got to give them credit, man. And I do give them credit, the Warriors, for that. Their championship pedigree, they were on the freaking ropes. They were literally a shot away from losing at the end of the game with Kyle Lowry, but they were a shot away of losing if Curry misses and Thompson misses, but they both came through massively. And, um, you know, I got to give him credit. I, I do. It's not just that the Raptors lost the game. I mean, the Warriors won the game. They dug down deep. They found they a way to win it. The, the Toronto Raptors are going to have to dig down deep and find a way to learn to win. They haven't been there. They haven't done it. Until you're there, you know. Ugh. All right. Game time decision. Level one in the books. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. They said it, Moretzky, hour one of the book, stay tuned, Red Heat Rage Radio, hour two after the update on Cam Stewart. Hey, everybody, game one of the MLB doubleheader in New York City, Yankees smoking the Mets, 12-5, the final, Tanaka gets the win, Wheeler the, the loss, Urshela, a home run and four RBI for the pinstripe game, goes way over the number, Women's World Cup soccer, you want to talk about smoking the USA all over Thailand, no misprint, 13-0, 13-0 the final, wow. In other action, Netherlands beat New Zealand 1-0 and Sweden taking out Chile 2-0. Warrior star Kevin Durant in New York City today for an evaluation of his Achilles injury. Uh, Golden State saying KD was slated to undergo an MRI on his right leg today. The team believes the results will confirm a torn right Achilles tendon. He suffered uh, the injury, no con- uh, no, the no-contact injury in the second quarter of last night's game. He played just 12 minutes prior to Monday, hadn't played since May 8th due to that right calf strain. KD not even close to 100% when he took the floor. Game six, we see uh, we got to wait till Thursday. This is what Gabe and I'm talking about. It's absolutely nuts. Shifting back to California, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Current betting line, Warriors three-point favorites, minus 150 on the money line. Raptors plus three and plus 130. Total a little bit low here, 211. Updated series price, Toronto minus 330. Golden State plus 270. And more NBA news. 
Marvin Williams has exercised his $15 million option to remain with the Charlotte Hornets for 2019-2020. The veteran averaging 10.1 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 1.2 assists, almost a steal and a block per game as well. The Pelicans say there's no urgency or panic to move star Anthony Davis before the upcoming June 20th draft. The New Orleans Pelicans have begun providing potential suitors a framework for a possible trade, including multi-team and players. All of the L.A. and New York franchises, Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, and Nets, all inquired about Davis. The Memphis Grizzlies have hired Milwaukee Bucks assistant Taylor Jenkins as their head coach today. He worked under Mike Budenholzer with the Hawks and Bucks, also coached the San Antonio Spurs G League affiliate. We got uh, David Ortiz, good news there from the hospital, expected to make a full recovery. Uh, David Ortiz, big poppy back in Boston, even flashing that trademark smile today. He was shot in his native Dominican Republic, and it looks like a full 100% recovery is on the horizon. NFL news, the New Orleans Saints have inked defensive end Cameron Jordan to a three-year, $52.5 million extension. That includes $42 million guaranteed. The soon-to-be 30-year-old will earn $74.5 million if he plays out the next five seasons and hits all incentives. Jordan posted 12 sacks in 2018, has reached a double-digit sack mark four out of the last eight years. He's also a four-time Pro Bowler. Jalen Ramsey in line for a massive payday, but it's not coming soon, according to the Jaguars. The Jacksonville corner said the team told him a contract extension will not go down this season. Ramsey, not a happy guy, going to Twitter and social media saying he's going to ask for so much money, they're going to have to put him on a layaway payment plan. Yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens with this one. Two years remaining on the deal. He ex- the Jaguars exercised his $13.7 million five-year option for 2020. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Andrew Luck's going to miss minicamp with a camp calf injury. He's expected back for training camp. Game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals tomorrow night in Boston. Bruins now minus 170, total five and a half. Blues plus 145. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, with One thing's for sure, that uh, series in the Stanley Cup Finals is going to be over Wednesday night. Rest of the MLB betting board, game two of the doubleheader. Yankees and Mets, we got the Yanks minus 250 in this uh, baseball game. Vargas and Paxton, two more at 705. Jays minus 120 at Baltimore. Thornton versus Means, nine is your total. Arizona at Philly. The Phillies, a buck 40 favorites, nine Duplanter and Arietta. Seven at 710. Battle of Ohio, Cincy, Cleveland, Indians minus a buck 38 and a half. Castillo versus Bauer. Oakland and Tampa, the Rays laying 60 cents, nine fires and Stanek. Texas at Boston, Red Sox minus 180, 10 and a half, Herredo and Hernandez. St. Louis laying 50 cents at Miami, eight is your total, Hudson and Hernandez. Fulte and Archer go at 720, Pittsburgh and Atlanta, Braves minus 150 in that game, four more at 810 Eastern, Washington minus a buck 85 at the White Sox, nine and a half, Corbin and Benuelas. We got Milwaukee and Houston. Astros, small favorites, only 120, eight and a half, Peralta versus Peacock. Seattle and Minnesota Twins minus a buck 95. Leaky Roof and Perez, nine and a half is your total. Detroit and Kansas City, we got the Royals with cheese laying 45 cents. Eight and a half is your total. Turnbull and Junis, 840. Cubs, they're laying minus 135 at Colorado. 12 is your over-under. Quintana versus Lambert, who was great in his debut. San Diego, minus 150 at San Francisco. Paddock versus Beattie, over-under eight. And the Dodgers, minus 160 at the LA Angels. Nine and a half, Meta versus Pena. That's a 10.07 start. Rory McIlroy, now the co-favorite for the U.S. Open that gets going at Pebble Beach this Thursday. He's 8-1. to one. Dustin Johnson, the co-favorite, 8-1. Brooks Kepka 9. And Tiger Woods, he is listed at 12-1, to one, the fourth biggest favorite on the board. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio, so stick around, everybody. Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage coming up now. All you have to decide is what to do with 
time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Alright, we're in the level two. All it takes, uh, for Cam to forget about the Raptors is some uh, U.S. Open golf. <laughs> that, it's like when uh, when Homer Simpson Homer Simpson worked at the bowling alley, and uh, and uh, he got fired, and everyone missed him. They're like, "We're gonna miss you, Homer." Everyone's all depressed and they're all crying. And somebody says, "You know what'll make us feel better? Bowling." <laughs> and they start bowling again. <laughs> I haven't gone bowling in so long. I could actually you really know go can't bowling. Make feel better? <laughs> yeah, I haven't been bowling in years. I don't think I've been bowling since we were bowled in Las Vegas, to be honest. I agree with you, Gabe. I think that's the last time we bowled. There's actually a really nice lane down down the street for me where they have, like, tournaments and stuff. Classic bowl. It's a winner. Yeah, they got good food in those bowling alleys, too. If you're looking for, uh, you know, a nice... Uh, I noticed that they're, they got, like, chip truck food. You know, the good burgers, dogs, and fries. Or whatever. I might just pop in for... Crush some pins and crush some food. I can see you on a bowling team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you and Fizey, Fizey Vince, fast-talking Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I didn't tell you what happened last night at the bar game. Uh, Wingate, Wingate. I couldn't put it all on Twitter. And I had a good time there, but I gave Sean 50 bucks. I said, keep the beers rolling, and we had a really good time. But I decided to buy some wings for me and the crew, so I dropped 60 bucks. I got... Uh, you know, about four or five pounds of wings, whatever, threw them all down on the table. I go to take a leak. The lady takes the basket full of wings off the table, not even eating whatever. I snapped. I go, you know what? I go, I go, are you going to reimburse me? She goes, what? I go, you got to ask somebody to, before you take their food. I got to tell you something. When you left, buddy, people were not impressed. I told Hanser, I go, grab a cab. We'll split it 20-20. We'll tip the guy. Let's go back and watch the Raptor game in Mississauga. I couldn't spend any more money there. Like, they already fleeced me for 110 bucks. That's unbelievable. I guess the place got crazy packed after too, right? It already was crazy. Yeah, packed. but you don't you don't touch people's food, Gabe. I would never take no. your wings. No, no, I, I don't. I can't. Uh, yeah, like wing game. Yeah. We'll I sort of. Yeah. They were no. I I saw I saw Sean. I was talking to his old man. Like they said, I started. Yeah, I started getting a little surly after that. I'm like, no one takes my wings. Like, I, there was a lot of them, Gabe. It's not like there was one left in the thing. Like, I was livid. Yeah, yeah. See, things uh, things got <laughs> ugly last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it meant to be? Well, look, I'm going to be sober no, for the next two. Uh, I'm going to be sober for the next two Raptor games. I won't be at a bar. Because, yeah. you know, we have the show. They play Thursday. And then maybe yeah. they play Sunday again. Either way, you know what I mean? I don't like, uh, I generally, I don't like drinking during the week. Yeah. Game time decision. Red Heat Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
time. Decisions ready for Rage Radio. That is this morning's radio network. See a story here. It's uh, interesting. The uh, soccer league in Spain, La Liga, uh, they were fined, I think it's uh, 500,000 euros. Um, or, yeah, I guess it would be euros by the Spanish Data Protection uh, Data Protection Agency. One year after admitting um, that its mobile app was spying on users' phones in an attempt to find out mm. who watches games on illegal feeds. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what it's come to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah, if they were going to try like, to oh, find people, books? charge them. Or- they, yeah, they don't know your tendencies? You think that line went? Oh, come on, yeah. man. Like, you said it. Apps are like TV's the biggest... <laughs> Apps, apps are the biggest um, vehicles to spy on people, too. I'm not an expert on this stuff. I don't really like apps all that much because I know that because it's frustrating. So these apps are cool, Cam. All right, do this on your phone. Watch this on your phone. But it basically says, like, to, to get it in the fine print, it says we can access your phone. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. well, you know, we need to know your location, and we need to know, will you let, you know. So, and it says... It'll say this app needs to uh, accept your video and your audio. And if you say no, it won't let you in the app. Right. Exactly. So people just don't care anymore. They're like, all right, you know, well, whatever. And even me with, with a few apps. Like, look, I downloaded the Alliance uh, Football League app. Dude, they, they sent me something about how to uh, like now they're sending me stuff like I get messages on my phone about how I should upgrade to their new app. It's like you guys don't even exist. Yeah. Your league. <laughs> Don't even have you know a I mean? like what? You're, <laughs> yeah, you're probably just selling data on me. Like I don't even know what your your business is now. Like I don't know what the hell you guys are even doing. Good Why point. do you have an app? Still, still you, you don't have a. Like, you don't have a football league, but they want they want to shake you down for something. That's brutal. That's crazy. Yeah, everybody's information <laughs> is worth something nowadays, right? That's, that's I don't yeah. even understand the data world, how they profit but off I, it as much as they do. Apps do you have on your phone? How many do you got about? Not too many. I got like the, you know, got, Mr. Uh, Green, Transit, yeah, New York Mr. Transit Green. app, stuff like that. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, I got Mr. Green. I got Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's, and the shopping app. You actually have the KFC the app? Yeah, I do, because I really have a problem with their delivery service and number. They're, they've really struggled over the years, They they and they really encourage the app. Once you use the app, you get, like, free stuff, too. You get little deals and coupons and stuff like that. And you know what? The kernel's oh, so pretty you expensive order, sometimes. You order with the app, you're saying. Yes, you can. Yeah, I still tend to use the paper coupons, but I have it for backup. It's a good app. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ones that come in the mail, the big pamphlet. Always nice. It's better. It's as good as getting yeah. a check when I see those KFC coupons. <laughs> I wouldn't mind some uh, some KFC right now. Actually, now you're talking about KFC. That's what I'm feeling. Oh, buddy, I tell you. I don't know what it is, Marenzi, and you told me, and uh, Lisa gave me the speech, and other people. I've noticed it this year as I'm getting older. Nothing satisfies anymore. Like, I, it's a real concern. Uh, my taste buds are all over the place. Like, I could have stuff. It's like, tastes the same. Like, a chicken turkey sub tastes like a meatball tastes like what? Like, I don't get it. I'm sick and tired, <laughs> and I love food. Like, I, I got to find something new, buddy. Like, I got to get into different cuisines around the world with spices because regular stuff is not cutting it. Like, I, my favorite thing I had this week was a bowl of Vector. Like, I love the cereal. I'm like, ooh, new taste. 
I got problems. Um, I really haven't. I really haven't eaten much. I know what you mean. Like I'm just, you know, like you said, you eat the same thing all the time. It just sort of gets, um, you know, you're going through the motions. And you do love food, and even you, you yeah. can't taste anything right now. Yeah, you need to start eating like some like real spicy, crazy stuff, like Indian foods and Chinese and stuff like that, or like. You know, Vietnamese with the you Hot know the stuff. real spices, so you can yeah yeah that that that'll that'll break the ice yeah. cap. Stuff that the Yang will get in Spanish Harlem. Like I want to be like dripping sweat after the meal, like it beat me up. I, I agree with you. Something new. And I'm dripping sweat right now, but I think it's uh yeah, it's, it's, getting hot, actually. it's getting hot here. <laughs> it's what? Yeah yeah. <laughs> but no, I even eat last night. I, 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 I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything today, Cam. Literally, I woke up. I was in the hotel. Uh, yeah. I had to wake up early, like eight o'clock, seven o'clock. I sort of wake up automatically, like even if I drink. You know, it's sort of yeah, it's crazy. So it's I sort of popped up. Like I'm Kramer. like, uh, yeah, I'm like, uh, God, they lost, right? You sort of think, I'm like, oh, I got to, I got to get to the airport. Jazz is already gone. His flight was earlier than mine, so I was passed out. I didn't even hear him leave or anything like that. So I had to get uh, I had to get to the airport. I didn't eat uh, when I handed out the snacks on the plane. I was sleeping. I could hear her ask me <laughs> yeah. if I wanted something, but I was sort of half asleep. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. And I, uh, I gotta, yeah, sleep. And here I am now. I got I got here right before the show. Like I didn't I, I haven't eaten anything. I got a little stomach pain about half hour ago, but and I'm more like you. I don't even want anything. Like what? I don't care. You know what I'm saying right now? It's depressing. Okay, like, hey, I'm taking a loss, all right, but I'm not overly excited about everything. I mean, it was, oh, it was freaking expensive. I'm, not, yeah. I'm out of money now. I spent all this money to get a ticket to go to the game. I'm flying around everywhere they lose. And um, I'm not going to be in game seven. I'll tell you that much, buddy. I'm seeing tickets right yeah, now. No, I'm, uh, I'm 2500 2, USD on StubHub. Even though it's in Canada, the game, all prices are US dollars on StubHub, no matter where the game is. So. It's $2,500 just to get in the building. It's a lot of freaking money, man. And uh, I will not be one of them that's going to be in the building. But probably a good thing I'm not. Listen, I don't even know if there's going to be a game seven. Like you said, they might win on Thursday night. But I'm not good luck for this team. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say. Listen, listen, listen. I'm just going to tell you something. You got to listen to me for a sec. It's nice that you go to the games and stuff. It's not like you're bad luck. It's just when you go to the games live, never good things happen. You don't win CFL games when I win. Like we have not. I don't remember the last time we've gone to a live sporting event where the team we've bet on has won since maybe the Las Vegas UNLV running Rebels against the Oregon State Beavers like about 12 years ago. That was it 2011? Like still, yeah, 2011. Well, you name a game. We went to the Argos game, playoff game, lost. Other game, they're due. They got smoked. The quarterback breaks his leg. His career's over. We were at that game. We go to a. Yeah, every game we go to, you go. You went to the Big East tournament. St. John's lost by 45. Like I can go on and on and on. Yeah, I got a the Jamaican Florida, patty Oklahoma here. Look game. at this thing. It's so brutal. This thing sucks. You know what? I had a cup of soup today with crackers. What a loser meal that was. God, man, it was brutal. <laughs> cup of soup. Where's the? I can flavor? use that uh, beef patty right now. Yeah, I'm gonna eat it next commercial break. Uh, when Yang says back to Kawhi action, yeah, that thing's going down. I I needed something different. At least it's spicy. It's got some, got a little bit but of heat, and I never get the mild. If you think about it, though, Cam, it's true. Like last year too, um, 
you and I, we were at the games. I was at both those games. I was at all the games in that series. But we were there for that DeMar DeRozan screw job. Remember against the Cavs? And, yep. you know, yep. it's just, oh, God. Like, I've actually been in the building for so many of these horrible moments over the years. Because you know what it and is? It's not my one... fault. It's just I go to the playoff games. Uh, so I've got the big games yeah. often, and they don't win. It's not my fault. But I don't need to be there. I'm not there. Maybe they can win with me not there. <laughs> the other game that we went to when we went out with the Prez that night for the big stake, they won. They didn't cover, and we had Orlando tied with Toronto, so it actually wasn't. So I can add that to the list, too. We had a money we line parlay with yeah. the Magic. And they, yeah, 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 the Magic, like the only game they lost that month. <laughs> we're on. Yeah, okay. Throw that in. Remember, oh, yeah, they were yeah, so hot, I was too? At, uh, <laughs> they lose. I was at um, I was at the Raptor Brooklyn Nick game. Brooklyn beat them. I was at the Raptor Nick game. The Raptors won, but the Knicks covered. You and I went to the Raptor Spur game to Demar Derozan night. Raptors won, but Spurs covered. Um, I feel like there's another one I'm missing there. Um, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I got to tell you, Cam, it's true. You mentioned the Big East game. Oh yeah, I went to the Rutgers. I went to the Rutgers Michigan game, hammered Michigan, Rutgers covered. I could go on. Like you said, like it's been a while since like yeah, I've left an arena where I had oh, I was on the right side. Remember the great cup you were you and I were at years ago? I was on Winnipeg plus the points. Remember I covered that game. <laughs> we're going back like thirteen years now though. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, thank you, Gang. Good job. Level 2 continues. Video Network. Game time decision. Ready. And Rage our Video. So we pick up the pieces uh, following the Golden State uh, Warriors. Uh, game 5 of Victory Series goes on. Golden State Warriors, three-point favorites uh, right now. Uh, Thursday night in Oakland. Total is 211. Raptors plus 130 money line. Uh, Warriors in the minus 150 uh, range. And uh, Boston Bruins minus 170 over FanDuel right now. Um, St. Louis Blues plus 145. So Kevin Durant uh, comes back and gets injured. And I, I can't say I'm not surprised to hear. And I think Jalen Rose actually brought this up last week and warned them that this was going to happen. You know, it, the Warriors were were starting to panic. They're down 3-1. In the series, Kevin Durant's a free agent. He hadn't played since May 8th. I don't think people thought it was going to take this long, uh, the injury uh, that he had. And, you know, I think he, he started to feel the pressure camp to come back. It clearly was not the right decision to come back. And, you know, Kawhi Leonard had a very similar situation with the San Antonio Spurs, in which they said he was okay to play. He came back. He got hurt. And yep. remember, he came back and he got hurt against the Warriors. And then after, they said, no, no, you're good now again. It's fine now. 
And that's when Kawhi just was like, no, I'm not. I'm not playing. I don't. I'm not fine. And I don't trust your opinion. And remember, San Antonio were all pissed off because because you know, Kawhi got a second and third opinion away from their team doctors. And it, the other doctors said, yeah, you shouldn't play. And then the Spurs and Popovich made it sort of seem like he was soft, right? And that's what he did last year. I mean, you remember in the playoffs, people can say, oh, pop this, pop that, how great he is. But Popovich threw him under the bus, and, you know, wrongfully so, when he said, LaMarcus Aldridge, I love the guy. He plays through pain no matter what. And for Kawhi Leonard, I don't think it was an instance of playing through pain. It was an instance of him knowing that if something happens, I'm going to be out for another year. I've already, I was already out for for a year because of these bozos, and I'm not I'm not going or near to a year. I'm not going to go through this again. And it's amazing that Kevin Durant, the biggest name in basketball, who's a free agent, actually just gets hurt in the exact same situation now. Like I feel for him. I wouldn't cheer. I like Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? And I even wanted to play, so it's a fair series, and no one can bitch after, and it is what it is. So I, you know, I had no problem with Kevin Durant playing yesterday. I wasn't like, oh, it sucks, he's back. But so I, I do like, I like Kevin Durant most, more, most uh, than most people actually do. But you know, he's really screwed himself right now. I mean, there's talk right now, Cam, that uh, Kevin Durant won't really be back until maybe like January or something. Oh, yeah, torn Achilles? That's huge. Yeah, if he's going like to be that, out. It could be worse than that, yeah, like, It could be worse. Worse than that. Yeah, he game. could be out for a like, year, that's a, right? Yeah, yes, yes. That's a best-case scenario, I'm thinking, around January. That's if things go well. It was kind of weird, though. I watch a lot of these shows. Like, the Golden State Warriors guy got all choked up last night, the GM or whatever, but there's no tears coming from his eyes. When you're really crying, tears come out of your eyes. Anyway, that was just something that I noticed uh, when he was talking about Kevin Durant. Like he was kind of like moaning and whining. Ah, blame me. Blame me. You know, you, you saw, did you see that press uh, conference clip there about yeah. that stuff? It was kind of weird. It felt odd. Well, I see that Kevin Durant has a $31 million player option uh, yeah. with the Golden State Warriors. So he could stay. Like he could just tell him I'm not leaving and he gets paid $31 million not to play yep. next year, which they sort of owe him, like to be honest now. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, okay. he's a two-time yeah, I, NBA uh, Finals MVP for them. He came back. He hit a bunch of points last year. You know, he he did his thing for them. He definitely provided them a spark, and now he just screwed himself for the Golden Golden State organization. I wouldn't be surprised now. It just changes everything, and it's amazing how. And I don't want to make this about the Knicks. And I see we have our boy Tommy in the house saying it. Hey, what's up, Tommy? Uh, I wanted to get you earlier, Tommy. Tommy's here. What up, Riggs? Um. But, you know, that, that, and that's, this is what it comes down to, that, you know, if you're the Knicks, you probably were getting him. You know what I mean? Like, you still could. You still could. But now you sign Kevin Durant, he probably doesn't play much next year. Or when he does, he comes back. It's basically yeah. a write-off next year. It's a, it's a rehab year. So, you know, it really, it really changes a lot in, 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 the, in the NBA landscape, actually, that the Knicks and – I actually said this to someone yesterday. I think I said it to Jazz, uh, who I went to the game with. Um, I told him, or I told someone yesterday, I said, man, Durant's going to come back. He's going to get hurt, and the Knicks are going to, and lo, lo and behold, here we are right now. Like, you know, when you when the Knicks were watching this game last night, they are like, oh, God, no. Right? But that, and I think Kevon Looney coming back, Cam, out of that collarbone stuff so quickly, 
There was definitely yep. pressure. That's why the Golden State Warriors can say, um, oh, you know, we blame ourselves uh, You know, now. Yeah, because internally you were putting pressure. There was a story that came out a couple of days ago about how Warrior players are, like, getting pissed at Durant. They think that he's he's holding out so because, uh, you know, he's a free agent. Um, you know, and now they, they see that. It was inevitable. It happened. You know, I don't know who's to blame for this. It, you know, I guess sometimes, sometimes in life, no one's to blame. It just is what it is. He's a, he's a competitor. He wanted to play. The Warriors wanted him out there. The fact that he's a free agent can't affect anyone's decisions when you're in the NBA Finals. I mean, you're, you're trying to win a championship. That's what it's all about. So, you know, props to Kevin Durant for coming back. And I think Kevin Durant probably knew deep down inside that this was going to happen. Uh, Kev, there was a report a couple of days ago, I remember the day before the game, that Kevin Durant practiced and he really couldn't get through more than like 10 minutes, right? And that he had a severe limp, they had to put a bunch of ice in. The practice didn't go well, right? So I'm sure he knew deep down inside, I'm not really ready to do this, but I'm going to do it because I'm a competitor and I'm Kevin Durant and we're down 3-1 and they expect me to try to help them here. But I bet you Kevin Durant deep down inside knew that this was going to happen. That's an interesting take. I can tell you one thing, though, Gabe, when you really think about this, who who's the big winner in all this? Davis. Anthony Davis. You have both of the both of the New York teams. They've been uh, inquiring. You know, Griffin, he says, we're in we're in no rush to do something before the draft. Well, you should say the Pelicans. We're already putting offers together. Yeah, and the Pelicans. Yes. Yes. But like, yeah, that that that's gonna be the situation there because when you talk about if Durant is gonna be out that long, this is a guy. If you're a team like the Knicks, they're going to be, you know, they're they're all like teams are going to make a serious, serious, serious pitch, and maybe even give a little bit more. Because think about it, Gabe. If, if if Durant's not playing the whole year, AD's the number one. He's the he's the number one guy, and there's going to be a I lot know. of teams going in there to go, and they're going to go and they're going to overpay. That's what's going. Like I wish me and you were in the Pelicans organization. We're in the catbird seat right now, going, "What are you going to do for me, man? What are you going to offer me?" More, more, more. I agree. And I, I tell you, too, they say, oh, the Pelicans met with uh, with AD to try to, you know, smooth things over. And I don't buy that either. I think they both know it's done. AD doesn't want to play there with or without Zion Williamson. He wants out. And the, the, the Pelicans are rightfully doing this in which they basically are saying, no, no, you know what I mean? He could play here still. And, you know, we met with him and. It's all good. Who wouldn't want to play with Zion Williamson? Because they don't want to lose leverage, yeah. right? They don't want everyone in the NBA to know yeah. that, hey, there's no way in hell he's going to play with you guys this year. You're going to have to do this. Um, you're right, though. The bidding's going to be pretty high uh, for, for Anthony Davis. I always thought the New York Knicks, the Knicks want to win now, Cam, right? Like, I think the Knicks would rather have Antonio uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Antonio Davis, excuse me, than... Um, than um, Antonio Davis, Anthony Davis, like old school, AD, I'll call him. <laughs> I almost, I almost buddy, I, 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 who should I call? David Silver? I do the same thing. The I know. I was going to call him Antonio Davis, too. That's the hey, Espanol settle down, Yang. Antonio. <laughs> Antonio. Yeah, the old, old school. Antonio, Antonio. Show. Antonio. Hey, exactly. Antonio. Exactly. You called it. That's exactly it, Yang. Thank you. Um, yes. So, you know, I'm with you. you the will do it. They want I, I, I the, Knicks, the Knicks. They don't really want R.J. Barrett. Like R.J. Barrett's good, but 
The Knicks don't yeah, have time I know. to like develop a team. They're not the Atlanta Hawks. It's not uh, Cleveland yeah. Bear with us. It's New York, and they've sucked forever. And wow. there, you know, there was so much hype about getting you know the top pick. They didn't get it. Now they got the three pick. You could still get a very good player. R.J. Barrett's a really good player. Jamarant, if for some reason he's not taking second overall, but he will be. You know, stuff can still happen. But if you're the Pelicans, the Knicks and the Pelicans are a perfect partner here. They are. I agree. They both have what each other needs, right? Look, A.D. wants to play in New York. Is not against as as opposed to playing in a big market with, with the Knicks. They could get Davis. They could bring in a Kyrie Irving. They could, like, bring in somebody else. So they have money for that. Um, if you're the Pelicans, AD doesn't want to be there, man. Right? He's pretty much made this. It's pretty freaking clear. And quite frankly, I wouldn't want him there if I was you guys either. So exactly, you need to trade him. He's a cancer to the you team. You don't now. want to trade him to the him. Lakers. He's in your conference. The Lakers are in the conference. It seems like they didn't want to do the Lakers, right? For like because he wanted it, and they weren't going to get bullied into this. They might do the Laker deal now. I don't know. Now it becomes down to, all right, what can the Knicks offer? Well, the Knicks could give the three pick. They're going to have to give up a hell of a lot more than that. Future picks and some players yep. to make the, the package attractive. But And I don't even know if they want to reunite Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, right? But it's a possibility if you were the Pelicans. You trade A.D. to the Knicks. You get the third pick. You draft R.J. Barrett. And then suddenly you've got Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett which is basically, you know, was the hottest tandem in college basketball. And they do get along. They can play well together. Doesn't mean that they want to. I don't, I don't know the scenario here, but it's something that could be out there. You got Ant- uh, Anthony Davis to the Knicks at the FanDuel Sportsbook game. This is kind of like the Minnesota Twins bet. Bet it. That's where it, I, I love that play. Uh, they have trap up. They don't have the, the special prop up yet, but I, they're, they're pretty good. And they only have who's the number one pick. Pretty obvious. Minus 8,000. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Want two risk-free wages up to a thousand bucks? Go to pointsbet.com, hyphen grid, and open up a points sports uh, points bet sports wager account. Enter the promo code GRID. You'll get two risk-free bets up to a thousand bucks. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept, where the customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet by. For example, if you bet the Chargers minus two and a half and they cover the spread by eight, you'll receive eight times your stake. That's pointsbet.com/grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to a thousand bucks today. A thousand bucks, nice. And uh, you can lay down on the U.S. Open uh, this week as the U.S. Open heads over to Pebble Beach. Uh, Wednesday's uh, our big uh, golf day. I sent uh, uh, we sent a request over to our boy Dan Daly. Uh, I don't know if he'll nice. step up in the morning or the afternoon tomorrow. Uh, we'll see whenever he's free. He usually mixes it up, actually. Sometimes he's, he does the morning, sometimes the afternoon. But Vegas Insiders, Dan Daly, 
uh, hopefully can join us uh, tomorrow. Um, looking at the field, when we talk about majors, I guess is it Brooks Kepka time once again, uh, Cam? Is he? You know, I don't know, Gabe. I don't know. I don't Not get the pa- feeling he's going to win again, do you? But yeah, what do you make about Not this, course, this course, with Brooks Kepka? Yeah, I think I think he'll play well, but I think Pebble Beach offers it, it's going to bring a lot of guys into the mix. Brooks Kepka is the type of guy where he plays a traditional U.S. Open where you're going to get murdered, and he's like can grind out par, 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 while other guys take bogeys and doubles. Pebble Beach, Tiger Woods has a great track rec- record here. Um, who else? You're looking for some other guys. Brant Snedeker plays well here. Also a good performance at the Canadian Open. Graham McDowell, a top 10 performance, one at Pebble Beach at a major. Um, there's a lot of guys. Dustin Johnson, though, out of all the guys, if I have a matchup bet, I'll go with uh, DJ over Kepka. Right now, DJ's odds are 8-1 to one to win, and Brooks Kepka is 9-1. to one. Tiger's at 12. It's still not good enough for me. Um, watch out for guys like Patrick Hantley. Dude, he's playing a lot better. Shifley, he's about 30 to one. You get a little bit of line value, Gabe, because uh, of the of the quality field. Yeah, I can't disagree. Um, so look, Brooks Hepka's played in eight majors. The guy's won four of them. It's insane. Four of them, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just not sure Pebble Beach. It's one of those courses where if it was longer and you needed like just to totally drive the ball like long off off the tee and grind and grind and grind that's the type of course for him uh pebble beach he'll do well don't get me wrong gabe he'll probably be on page one or two of the leaderboard i just think there's other guys tiger woods with the success here there's so many other guys that really really know pebble and have played it well so this is the one time i'm not going to take kepka would it surprise me if he won no but uh you know i'm going to take dj over him one guy's eight to one, one guy's nine to one. Still not going to take Tiger Gabe at 12. That's pretty crazy. But he plays great there. What are your thoughts on Tommy Fleetwood this week? Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I made that bet uh, when me and Blewett were doing the, the show over the weekend two weeks ago. I already bet on uh, Tommy Fleetwood. I think it was 35 to one. He might be 32, 35 to one. I think he'll show up. You know what I like about Fleetwood, Gabe? A top, a top 10 bet. He's one of those guys who's been really, really good, but he hasn't pulled through with the win. Kind of like has that one bad round where he can't get it together. But T to green, his, his, he's exceptional off the tee as well. And uh, if he can get that wedge, wedge game going, I think he'll be very dangerous. I'm telling you, Snedeker, though, it's, uh, this is a guy that played, played well. He's peaking in the right direction. He's about 55 to 1. Um, so when people talk about Tiger Woods and Pebble Beach, of course, it was uh, year 2000. Uh, he won by 15 shots. And I'm seeing Justin Ray, uh, Justin Ray Golf, a great Twitter uh, follow for, for golf, says uh, it's possibly one of the greatest performances in sports history as the golf world returns to Pebble Beach. Uh, they look back on Tiger Woods winning the U.S. Open by 15 shots in, uh, in 2000. So Tiger, you know, you, you say Tiger. Tiger's in a mix, but you don't like the odds. I don't think I think Tiger will be around as well, but I'm not overly feeling him. I think DJ is the guy, but DJ, you know, DJ is always the guy. It just seems like at this course, this is his place to lose, isn't it? Like he can't win here. I, where I can he win? And what about that's the is, thing. Can Rory keep this going after winning last week too, though? Yes, yes, yes. See, this is the problem with this tournament this week. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys you can throw. You could you could throw your money on Rory McIlroy gave the thing that I saw him do. And Hamilton is a very very difficult golf course if you keep it in the rough. 
It's an old traditional tree line golf club. Rory McIlroy was hitting his driver 340 yards plus, nutting them dead center and going into every hole with a, with a wedge and knocking it inside 10 feet. He figured out his putter the last couple weeks and he destroyed the field at the Canadian Open. Hence, uh, when I was doing my news update, Gabe, uh, I have Rory McIlroy old odds of this tournament. He was anywhere between 14 and 16 to 1. He is now the co-favorite at 8 to 1. Vegas, New Jersey, they believe in Rory McIlroy. I just can't take him and uh, and DJ. I got to put my statement down. I just don't want to take money out of the pocket if you're betting two guys at 8 to 1. They're the co-favorites. I'm looking at the odds here uh, right now. And your boy, uh, Sneds, Snedeker, in the 100 to 1 range. Um, oh, I'm man, seeing here uh, Dan Daly. Yeah, three top tens wow. in his last five U.S. Opens. And Snedeker plays well at Pebble Beach as well. Yes, yes, he does. He will be on my betting card, not only wanting him to win because he's a great person and was really, really nice to me when I met him. Uh, he has a great respect for the Canadian Open, too, class act. He loves Pebble Beach. He plays very, very good golf there. Won in this uh, course before. Lots of top fives and tens. I'm with you, Gabe. I, on my side, he was 55 or 60. If you're getting 100, that is fantastic, especially since for a top see what 10 and 20, but it goes on. 100 to 1 is fantastic. On my book, he's 50. 50. I got Fleetwood, 35. Yeah, he's 50 to oh, yeah, 1. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's 49 to 1 at FanDuel. Yeah, 49 to 1. Yeah. We're, Plus 4,900. Where are you getting 100 at? We gotta, I got to shop around it was for 100. In, if I can get 100. Wow. It was in Daly's, uh, Daly's breakdown. Let's see, Vegas Insider, whatever whatever books they're using for, for the odds. Now, he writes this. He wrote this. Um, usually, it'll say, as always, odds at the time are written. It'll probably change throughout the week. Um, yeah, he yeah. doesn't say what book uh, it's from. But nevertheless, all right. So, 50 okay. to 1, Snedeker. Uh, 49 to 1. I'm going to be looking here like at uh, like some top 20s here. See if we can get what we can find uh, with Snedeker, what kind of odds we get to finish in the top uh, top 20. Who are some, who are some other live uh, live long shots? John Rahm, I'm just done with John Rahm. He never wins any of these I, I, I am too. No, thank you. I don't want John Rahm. Could play well this week. Don't have, uh, can't bet on everybody. I'm going to have to pass on John Rahm. Uh, where is Snedeker top 20? He's plus 187 for top 20. Probably going to be something real good for a top 10. Uh, Justin Rose. Ah, yeah, you don't really like, you don't pass. take Rose very often. His odds aren't good. Uh, Eddie Love I, I like Rose. Molinari? Yeah, actually, Molinari's an interesting one in this course. I kind of think he might have the game for it. Uh, man, that a great question, Gabe. Molinari. It's all it's all about the putter, but yeah, that guy keeps it in play. He could be doing really, really well at Pebble Beach. He's scary. I haven't put him in, uh, you know, in the six pack, but uh, let's take a look at his odds too. Uh, probably like what's what's Molinari about? He's forty to one. That's a good price for Francisco Molinari. Like that's the thing. You got Tommy Fleetwood at thirty-five to one, and you got Molinari at forty. Molinari wins. Fleetwood's great for top fives and tens. When Molinari's in contention, he wins. He crushes guys in tournaments. He's like Tiger. He's blown away fields. He did what Rory McIlroy did many times. Not just winning, but winning by six strokes, eight strokes. He could be that type of guy. Won the Open Championship in a duel with Tiger Woods. 40 to 1 is good. 
Um, a guy that's been playing well. I remember uh, Dan Daly was on him. What was it? What was the last, uh, the PGA championship? Oh, yeah. On Adam yes, Scott. Adam Scott. And Cup yeah, ran, ran away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Scott played really well. But Scott King has continued to play well since then. I know you've been riding him a bit. He's continued to play well. What do you think about him being in the mix this week? I, I like Adam Scott over, uh, as crazy as it sounds, you got Justin Rose at 28. I like Scott better at 33. You said it, Morency. I've been watching Adam Scott. Uh, if not for Patrick Cantley, uh, the other tournament, he wins. Another second performance. Eighth. Eighth at the last major that Brooks Kepka won the PGA Championship. So, Adam Scott at 33-1, to one, that looks real, real good to me. Uh, problem is, I don't know how many guys I, I can bet. I'm probably going to do more top 10s and 20s. Dustin Johnson is my pick to win at eight to one. And then after that, I can only probably go three guys at uh, mid odds and a couple real bombers and then some top, top tens and top twenties. That's the thing about golf. I get really, really excited, Gabe. And I take away from winning a lot of the time by betting too many guys. Remember who's your buddy who said, Hey Cam, how's your 35 pack? I'm trying to knock it down to uh, you know, a six pack, 10 total and and spread it around. Cause the minute you bet, bet over that too many guys, you're just, you're spending too much money in your, your wins. You don't get enough. It's a problem. And uh, Phil Mickelson. So so this is this is the well, only said, major he's ever won before, guy. Phil Mickelson? He, it's a yeah, he's never won the Phil U.S. Mickelson Open. Is gonna win. I guess he's won the it's other. Now. So it's a grand slam. It's yeah, he needs this for the grand now. slam, career grand slam. And he's actually a five-time winner no. at Pebble Beach, too. That's the thing. Phil Mickelson will not have a venue more suited to his game as he's getting older. Pebble Beach He's very familiar with the course, you know, going to Arizona State, living in California. That's the thing about this venue. A lot of guys know it and played it and have a lot of success Success here, Gabe. Uh, I'll tell you, though, I just can't take Phil. He's just too loose off the tee, but if he's going to win anywhere, it's here. You mentioned uh, Xander Shoffley. Shoffley's always in the mix, but is, can, he, can he get through? He's, he's another yeah. one, isn't it, that... Good for top yeah. 10 type prop, this guy. Top 20, uh, top 20, top 10 prop. Yeah, I I, I like uh, Shoffley. Yeah, probably top 20, we're not going to get much on him. Uh, I'm thinking top 10, we'll get uh, a little bit more. Let's take a look right I here. Because he's been top, top 10. He's yep, been top 10 in, in three of the last major? five majors. Yeah, Three of the last yeah. five majors. Shoffley, Shoffley, top 10 is plus 250, which I could price. He could be there, definitely. And what is he top 20? You're probably only going to get it maybe like plus 105 or something like that. Shoffley top 20 is plus 125. You get take back. I like that, Gabe. Like if you yeah, like maybe just attack those top 20s just like a regular baseball bet or something. You know, 25 bucks, 50 bucks. Like yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, you're getting yeah. plus 125. It's just kind of like betting a game, right? Tonight we're getting the Reds at plus 125. We take Shifley. And top 20 is a hell of a lot better than top 10. You know how many times? I had a guy last week, 11th. Like, one little stroke at the end. You could go from, like, 8th to 11th or 16th. It's happened to me so many times. I had Canadian Nick Taylor at 11 to, uh, sorry, uh, 11 to 1 there with Mackenzie Hughes, too. All the Canadians at the Canadian, Canadian Open game, they finished 14th. Other than Hadwin, who finished 6th. And that's another thing. Guys had Ad, Adam Hadwin top 5, he finished 6th. I would rather get a little bit less and then have more security in a top 20 finish. If your odds are long, I like that at plus one twenty-five. Um, I can't disagree. I'm looking at some of the props here. It's too bad FanDuel doesn't let you uh, parlay to make the cut. 
make the cuts yeah. now. But they have to make Spenny the cuts. Mack, yes, you'll, you'll, you'll have another one. Yeah, poor Spenny you'll, Mack. You'll have one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow he steps up uh, with a parlay. So freaking close last what time. The, one shot away it, from $160,000. You know, you know the guy who screwed him, too, is playing really, really well right now. The Irish Bear, Shane Lowry. Uh, top five performance at the Canadian Open. He's in good form right now. Um, they have to, uh, to miss the cut, to make the cut. We'll get into some of these other uh, pop off Two and three balls, group betting, match betting. Uh, top five, top tens, top 20s, top 30s, top 40s. Everything else in between is another major. It's been a good, fun golf season this year. I like the way sure they, the, 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 they have these majors once a Every month. Every month. Good stuff. Yep, they fixed up very big, good. big time. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time decisions of the Eddie Blade Radio Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm David Reggie. Throw down to Raider Redhead, Cam Stewart. Jump uh, more into the golf uh, tomorrow. We'll run uh, through some of the, the props a little bit yep. uh, later on. We got a baseball board on tap. I haven't met any of this women's uh, World Cup uh, yet, and unfortunately, I got tagged uh, last night as I put the entire account on the game last night, Cam. Uh, and the free roll bet. <laughs> God. And, and the free uh, that's roll. Even double. That's almost even, like you're in a fight and you get beat up, and then the guy comes back and kicks you back in the balls. It's like, come on, can I have a little bit left? <laughs> oh God. Uh, that's. Uh, no, and I forgot about because I wasn't. It wasn't even about the bet last night, right? I didn't think about it really. Like, uh, I was so upset about the game. I didn't really think about the bet. It was this morning when the bet hit me. I was like, oh God, I got nothing in that account anymore. Maybe I shouldn't have put every cent of that game. <laughs> but hey, it is, it is what it is. We'll have the memory forever, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, yeah. hopefully they can win. They can wrap this thing up, and uh, they can win on Thursday. They can win, win, um, win on a Sunday. And uh, you know, it'll just all be part of part of the story. I guess it just wasn't meant to be to be for me to be in the building this night, and wasn't meant to be. Hard to beat the Warriors in five games, man. You know, it was plus thirteen hundred for a reason. So it was kind of like a thirteen to one shot that uh, before the series started, that the Raptors would win the series in five games. They were up by six, man. They came freaking close to doing it. That's the thing that I feel good about the Raptors that I don't, I don't feel deep inside like we're screwed. I'm frustrated we didn't do it last I don't night, either. but the fact is, like they were up by six, they just didn't land the plane. Right, like they—they're the better team. They—they they played better for the most part. The Warriors just, you know, have hit a couple of big shots and had these little mini runs. But the Raptors know that they're better and know that they can beat them. They just actually have to do it, right? And they, yeah, they didn't do it last night. You know, Nick Nurse overthought. You know, we'll get relive it, but the timeout was dumb. You know, it's, it's a lot of just little things in the last minute and a half of that basketball game that stopped them from winning a title, but. 
They still have two more games to get to the cut, and they're still minus 320 favorites to do it. Game time decision. Thank you.